So we need to make sure that no matter which way we're going, we need to always be removing milk to make milk. Hey mama, welcome to Tired Mom's Club with Be My Breast Friend. My name is Kristen. I am the creator of Be My Breast Friend on Instagram and BeMyBreastFriend.com. I am a mom of four, third time exclusive pumper and CLC. Join me for the duration of your pump session, whether you're sitting in a dark room during your middle of night pump, at work, traveling, or keeping baby occupied while you prep the next bottle. We are going to talk about all things lactation and more. Hang out with me while I share more insight behind some of my favorite pump reviews and breastfeeding products. There will also be guests. I have made friends with some of the coolest people around. We will touch on lactation education to maternal nutrition, starting your little one on solids, and sometimes just some freestyle chit-chat with my breasties. So sit back, relax, use some of that fancy hammer to trigger a letdown, and turn me up. Let's get started. Welcome back, my dear friends. I I feel like I haven't talked to anybody in the longest time. We haven't recorded a podcast in a few weeks, although we're just like falling in line here. You're like, Kristen, I'm on to the next one. Like, let's do it. And I'm sitting here like, wow, it feels like forever since I've recorded. And I'm still coming off of this like strange high that I had this last weekend, which was September 9 and 10 of 2023. We had the breast day meetup in Chicago. Um, it was actually in Rosemont. So like just outside of Chicago, like sandwiched between O'Hare airport and Chicago, we had tons of people flying in from truly every corner of the nation. We had someone drive or fly in from Canada. Someone drove 26 hours to get to us. I mean, it was like this huge to do and it was incredible. The Prego Expo itself was really cool. My favorite part, a lot of people were like, Hey, Kristen, did you meet like, did a lot of people recognize you? That's what it was. Did a lot of people know who you were? And I was like, actually, no, like no one knew who I was, which was wonderful because the whole point is to always expand your reach, right? Like I was really looking forward to like seeing familiar faces, people seeing me. And then of course, like expanding my reach and being able to introduce myself to other people. So it was like super go, go, go. And these are all a lot of first time moms, sometimes some even a few moms were like, it's been eight years since my last child, like I'm basically starting fresh. And I reassured them, yes, you are. Because even in five years, like the products, the protocols, everything is new. And yeah, so you're you're always going to be starting off fresh. Even if we have another child, my husband and I, and we'd have baby number five, I'm not going to go into it thinking like I know everything because you don't know what's going to change. You don't know what products are going to be on the market. You don't know like what that particular journey is going to evolve into. So I always take every Everything fresh, right? So um, the following day was the meetup, which again, another high octane day. I met so many of you in person, which was absolutely incredible. And I'm currently just sitting in my bedroom recording, thinking like, I don't know, man, we're doing another one of these eventually. Like, I guess it's going to be like the road show, <laughs> the breast day ever road show. And we're always going to be able to continue to expand and reach new moms, first time moms, expectant moms, like after years of having, you know, like another child, which I, however I'm trying to phrase that. And um, I'm just, I don't know, it's crazy. And it reminds me over and over again that 
this episode, the intention of this episode is to remind you that you do not have to go into the birth of your child or babies 110% prepared. Absolutely, I'm going to recommend that you do prepare for the baby's birth in one, some way, shape, or form, right? And I'll be totally honest and guilty of this. I did not. I had my bed sheets picked out. I had my hatch light picked out. That was on our registry we got from my husband's grandmother. Like, cool, we got a night light and a cute bed sheet. Now what do we do? Well, now I have to figure out how I'm going to feed my baby. And I always thought that this was something that would just come natural. Everyone does it. How hard can it be? And how many, let's be honest, how many ways can you feed your baby? You just put them on the boob. Like that's what I thought I was going to do. I remember I was at my baby shower. I was pregnant with my multiples. So we're going back about six years now. My mom's friend came up to me and she goes, so do you plan on breastfeeding these babies? And I remember looking her straight in the eyes, like didn't even think twice about it. And I said, yeah, of course, why wouldn't I? And she goes, God bless your heart, Kristen. And I was like, all right, yeah, God bless you too. Like, I don't know what that means. You know, I didn't take it as an insult. I didn't take it any way, any way, shape or form. I just took it as a comment that I did not understand. And now I guess like moving forward, like knowing what I know, I don't think that was the right comment to be made. I wasn't insulted by it. And it didn't like worry me at all. I just thought, why wouldn't I do it, you know, but there's certainly other ways to address a mother than asking her if she's going to breastfeed her multiples and then, you know, just like wishing her luck with the peace sign. But the point here is you don't have to know how you're going to feed your baby. I certainly did it. And I've had three breastfeeding journeys so far. My first was 18 months for my multiples. I pumped for 18 months for them. My second was a 16 month basically combination slash exclusive pumping round. So we exclusively pumped for the first three months. Then I nursed her in the middle of the night and like evening to middle of the night in the morning before work. We did that. So like three, three times in a row um, before I would go to work and pump all day and my childcare would feed her bottles. And then she totally self-weaned out of the blue. And then we went to strictly exclusive pumping. And then now I'm currently 15 months postpartum, as I realized yesterday. And uh, my daughter latched from the beginning, did fairly well. But I also wanted to make sure that I was still pumping and feeding her bottles because I just really love that routine. I just love the bottle and nursing at breast combination. It's just truly my happiest of places. I love being able to be like, hey, husband or hey, mom, like someone come and feed the baby. I got to run to Jewel or, you know, grocery shop or something. And being able to have that little bit of freedom. But I, it was awesome, but I also like that I could nurse in the, in the middle of the night, waking up to pump in the middle of the night absolutely stinks. And I'm going to preach pumping and breastfeeding all day long. And I will be your biggest advocate, but I am also going to be completely honest and pumping in the middle of the night totally stinks. So that is why I really tried to pump during the day, bottle feed during the day, keep her familiar with the boob long enough to get her acclimated to feeding in the middle of the night, half drowsy, you know, Pump, pump during the day, feed in the middle of the night. And we absolutely did that up until about one year old. She got a cold. My daughter got a cold and she was like stuffy, didn't want to latch, no interest in the boob. And I remember I went downstairs, made a bottle and that was, that was it. That's been, that's been our routine ever since. So I've been exclusively pumping for my now singleton who I was combination feeding for about a year. Now we're a few months into strictly bottles and strictly pumping. 
which is fine. And that's what I love because I love being able to have the flexibility to move and adapt with my child and their needs. So people will often say like, oh, my baby's like two months old. Is it too late to get him to the boob? Absolutely not. My goal in the beginning with my first singleton, I always introduced the boob, but it was rare that she took a full feeding. We usually followed it up with a bottle and I wasn't you know, quote unquote, triple feeding, I was just always wanting her to know like, hey, this is the breast, this is where it's coming from, give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, like, here's a bottle. And it worked for us because we did end up finding our happy medium with pumping and sticking her at the boob um, in the middle of the night. So if you're pregnant right now, or you're like, you know, your, your last child is seven years old, and you're having another one, don't feel the pressure of how am I going to feed this baby? What I want you to do is know that there is plenty of help out there for when the time comes where you're ready to dial it in. But I will absolutely encourage you to do any kind of self-education that you can leading up to the delivery. And I wish someone would have told this to me when I was pregnant with my multiples. I never knew that I, I had no idea that there was breastfeeding classes. And then five years forward, like I have met all these wonderful people in the space. I, and these classes weren't around like when I was, you know, newly, when I was pregnant with my multiples five years ago. So now I am going to plug these two courses here because they absolutely deserve it. My friend, Kelly Kendall from The Balanced Boob, she has boob school. So if you're thinking that you want to solely feed baby at the breast, you want to like learn everything from beginning and into your journey and what to expect, I highly recommend checking out Boob School by Kelly Kendall from The Balanced Boob. She's absolutely amazing. Um, she and I have become good friends. Like I've got, I don't have any friends in person. Let's be honest. All my friends like live all around the country and actually some in other, other uh, areas of the, the world. And that is my favorite thing about being where I'm at because it's just cool. And I get to meet a lot of people. I learn from them and I am able to take their information and bring it here and share it forward with you. So Kelly Kendall from the balanced boob is there's boob school. She's got boob hell. She's got so much going on. She's got a support group. She's got a Facebook group. Like she is there to make sure that you are able to start from the very beginning and get that baby latch. Um, she has latched AF. That's another course. I can go on all day, but then it would just take over this podcast call. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. Just teasing, but definitely check her out. I'll make sure she's linked in the show notes. And then I can't talk about Kelly without talking about our friend Tamari. Yes, I said our friend because me, Tamari, and Kelly, we're like, I don't know, man. We're just, we're the three, uh, the three trouble students. We just have so much fun together. We are, all three of us are super passionate about breastfeeding and pumping. So you've got Kelly that like hits it super duper hard at breast. And then you've got Tamari that just drives it home with the pumping. And Tamari, she just launched more recently, the ultimate pumping course. And she asked me recently, she's like, Chris, what do you think of my course? And I was like, well, I didn't want to buy it. I don't want to be like, I don't want it to be weird. She's like, no, I want your opinion. So I was like, well, don't gift it to me. I'm going to buy it. I support you. You're my friend. So I got the course and I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't like sat through every single module, but what I have sat through is so good. And I just love that she's in your face. She's got worksheets. She's got everything that you need. Same as Kelly, just a different outlook on it. Cause you know, Tamari's talking about pumping. They're just two really excellent courses. If you're in the thick of it right now, or even like gearing up to like figure out how you may want to feed baby. And it sounds kind of silly how you may want to feed baby. And you might be like, well, what dictates what I want? Well, some people might say, 
you know, I know that I have to go back to work early or, you know, maybe baby has a disadvantage or you have a disadvantage that you aren't going to be able to put baby to the breast right away that you are familiar with leading up to delivery or something, heaven forbid, you know, goes the wrong way following delivery, which I can vouch for that. I hemorrhaged after my multiples delivery and I, that's a story, you know, all alone, but um, that was one of the reasons too why I started pumping because I wasn't able to put babies to breast right away. And then there was like a whole, a whole SHIT storm there that I won't say out loud, but that was a mess. And, but that's why I started pumping. So you don't know which way it's going to go and you don't have to, you just need to be able to take it one day at a time. And if there's nothing else that you take from this conversation, I want you to know that milk production is going to be driven by milk removal. Today's episode is sponsored by Needed, the leading woman's health supplement brand recommended by nutritionally trained practitioners. While most perinatal supplements include the bare minimum amount of nutrients women and babies need, Needed products are based on the latest clinical research and in-practice experience of over 3,000 practitioners. Needed has all of your needs covered from lactation support to your prenatal vitamin to pregnancy-specific pre- and probiotics to egg quality support, sleep, stress, and hydration support, as well as your protein needs for your blood sugar balance, and postpartum healing. They make choosing supplements easy by bundling products needed to optimally support each stage of the motherhood journey at a discount. And with their subscription plans, it's automatically shipped to your door. One last thing you have to remember. I personally have been loving Needed's lactation support plan, which pairs three essential products to optimally support breast milk supply and is a great addition to mom's overall postpartum care. The plan includes hydration support, which offers electrolytes in optimal ratios to help support what is lost through lactation. The powder comes in three delicious flavors, lemon, lime, and grapefruit, lightly sweetened with only real fruit. It also includes collagen protein since an optimal amount of protein is needed to support breast milk supply caloric needs and blood sugar balance their collagen protein can be easily added to smoothies tea coffee and other food or drinks without changing the taste or texture of food and because stress can impact supply the plan includes needed stress support which offers clinical strength herbal stress and lactation support since it includes two galacticides shatavari and milky oat straw Save 20% on your first order of Needed's Lactation Support Plan or any of their other perinatal nutritional products at thisisneeded.com with code TIREDMOMSCLUB. If you're like me and you know, five years ago and you hear about a breastfeeding course and you're like, hmm, I don't know. I don't think it's for me. I'll be all right. Just know this, okay? I'm not going to judge you whether you do it or you don't, but I want you to know that milk removal is going to lead to milk production. So unfortunately, a good example of this was this weekend, a mother came up to me at the booth and she said, Kristen, when I had my baby two weeks ago, I had so much milk. I felt so full and it was just endless. It seemed like a bunch of milk and now I, I'm not getting any milk at all. And the baby's having a difficult latching. So we're doing formula. And I said, well, when may I ask when you pump? Her response was when I leak. And I said, okay, so may I ask if you are pumping when baby is feeding? I don't care if baby's getting a formula bottle or a breast milk bottle. Are you pumping when baby is eating? And she said, no, I'm not. And she kind of looked at me like, why would I do that? And I said, I hate to say this, like, but 
you really need to be moving milk when baby is eating. So even if baby is not eating your breast milk, you still need to tell your body that it is time to make breast milk or removing breast milk. It doesn't care what it's for. You just need to move it to make it. So this is something that I did in my journeys of breastfeeding and pumping. Even though I wasn't getting adequate latches each time, I always made sure that I was still moving milk. So even if I, you know, put baby to the boob for a few minutes, she popped off, it just wasn't working and she was frustrated and it's hard to get a frustrated baby to latch and, you know, eat effectively if it's just not, you know, if everyone's frustrated, like you just got to take a step back and reevaluate, but they're still hungry. So if you have to supplement, you have to supplement. If you have milk in a bottle, use that milk, but always make sure that you are removing milk by a pump or hand expression. Maybe you're an excellent hand expresser. Um, I am not, but some, some moms are fabulous and they get ounces and ounces. I don't know how, I don't have the stamina, but it does happen. A manual pump is great to have. An electric pump is great to have. So now talking about pumps and manual pumps, not necessarily hand expression, but knowing your right flange size is going to be your number one step when jumping into the pump life, you know, whether that be just at work or just, you know, moving milk while baby's learning their way at the boob and you could very well be working with lactation and collectively you guys are figuring it out together. You still want to be moving milk. I'll always, always say that. So now when it comes to the flange, you want to make sure that you're using the right flange size. And yes, that's a real thing. So 99% of the time we're getting a 24 and a 28 millimeter or 27 millimeter in that box with your pump. And most times mom is not a 24 or a 28 or 27. We're actually generally smaller than that. Usually you're looking at like 15s to 21s is more of a like an average size that you'll see. And with that, if you're not using the right flange size and you're not adequately expressing milk because you have a flange is taking too much nipple in, or I'm sorry, well, too much nipple or too much areola or not enough in constricting and restricting milk from flowing, you're putting yourself off at a disadvantage, very similarly to a baby not able to remove milk at the breast. If baby's not removing milk at the breast and you're letting it sit there, it's not going to benefit anybody. It goes the same for your flange in your breast breast pump. So you want to make sure that your flange is adequately set to your breast, that you want to make sure that the size is proper. And also this is, this is the part that I get like a little, little excited about. You want to make sure that you're using a good primary pump. And you might ask, well, how do I know what a good pump is? A good pump is something that moves milk effectively, something that's comfortable and probably not going to be a pump that you shove in your bra and you can go walk about, you know, go get on with your day. We're talking Opera Plus, Spectra. I'm not even going to breathe the word Medela because their product like totally went in the in the trash can like in the last couple products that they've released. So I would personally just suggest to avoid those because I'd hate to get you set up on, you know, off to a bad start. And I'm not saying that all their products are, are trash, but the more people I talk to and other experienced IBCLCs, it's amazing how how often I hear the same tune, which is, I don't know what happened to them, but they're just, they've gone off the deep end, even with Motif. I'm sure I'm going to get myself in hot water for this one, but you need to know. So Motif, they changed their design to another pump. 
and you don't know if you have the old one or the new one now of course you're going to get the new one but when they did the little switcheroo there was like no there was no designation on which one you had because it didn't say like motif luna number two or plus or anything like that it was just like motif motif for motif and um with that being said i would avoid motif um, or motif, I believe is um, actually how you're supposed to say it. So if I were you and I was looking at my insurance provided pumps, nine times out of 10, you're going to see a Spectra. Spectra may not like me a whole lot. I don't know. They must have their reasons, but they don't really, they don't really respond very well to me, which is fine. I don't care because they have a good product. So I would go with the S1 or the S2. I would upgrade to the battery pack one, the one that is rechargeable. So I would go the S1 or S2 for sure. I would upgrade if possible and affordable. I would go absolutely hands down the Opera Plus. That pump is amazing. And um, which other? The Pumpables Genie Advance, also an excellent pump. I've been using that pump now for 15 months, I guess. can't believe it's been 15 months. The Pumpables Genie Advance is definitely my pick over the Super Genie or the Pumpables Genie Advance. Um, so those are going to be the top ones that I would suggest if you're looking for a pump. And because I can talk about pumps here all day, and then I would just like, you know, who knows where we'd go with this. So if you're interested and you're like, well, this is on my list of availability you know, or my available pumps, um, I would suggest go to BeMyBestFriend.com, go to All Things Products, and then Comparisons and Reviews on the breast pumps. And type in what you're looking for in the search engine within my website. And then if I have it, it's there. I promise there's so much more to come. I am sitting on a stack of pumps. It just never ends because there's always something new out there. So that's coming. And I think I already got totally caught. I'm, I'm trailing now. Okay, so fundamentals of breast milk. Let's wrap this baby up. So we need to make sure that no matter which way we're going, we need to always be removing milk to make milk. So if you and your baby are finding your way at the breast or you're finding your way with a bottle and, you know, things are, they are, or they're not going the way you anticipated, or maybe you're like, Hey, I wanted to exclusively pump, but baby's doing pretty good at the boob. I think we're going to rock this or vice versa. I have been in both seats. The thing that you want to take away from this podcast is you need to move milk to make milk. That's going to be your number one. On top of that, you want to make sure that your flange is fit properly for your breast. So I'm going to link in show notes, the nipple ruler that can help. I'll also share Tamari's free printable ruler because she has that. So whether you want to print it and cut it, or you just want something silicone in your hand to measure, Tamari and I can take care of that from both ends. And then also if you're like, okay, well, we've talked about you know, moving milk to make milk and in bottles. Well, what more about bottles? I'm going to also attach in the show notes, I'm going to share a really, really great episode with Courtney Olson from Lactation Chat. She's an SLP, a speech language pathologist, and also an IBCLC, an international board certified lactation counselor. And her and I talk about quote unquote nipple confusion, because you'll see it's not a real thing. There's a lot more to it. Um, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about nipples that are going to encourage a latch from boob to baby. So that's the other, I'm going to leave you with, this is the last thing I'm going to say. So if you want to put baby to boob and you also want them to feed at a bottle, you are going to want a bottle that is going to encourage a deep latch. So you might say, oh, like a Komotomo or like a Tommy Tippy, back to nature, right? The big old like robust boob thing or the emulate, Lord help us all. So 
those bottles are actually going to do just the opposite. And I can talk, and I do talk about this in the podcast episode. You can go from, I can talk from both angles, but I will say that my daughter, my 15 month old daughter could not and would not successfully bounce between the Tommy, no, I had the Komotomo and my breast. And uh, Courtney and I get into that in that podcast. So I've just taken up 20 minutes of your time. I appreciate you sitting here and listening. Um, I hope either your pumping session is over, your ride to work is done, or dishes are done. Whatever you got going on, thank you for sitting with me. Thanks for listening. And remember, the one thing that is so important and near and dear to my heart is Congratulations if you're pregnant. Congratulations if you just had your baby. And don't put too much stress on how you're going to feed them because you can very well take this day by day. Whatever you do, just make sure that you are always, always moving milk because we need to move milk to make milk. All right. Talk to you later. 